the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Happy 20th anniversary. AM 1280, The Patriot. WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5. K298CO, Minneapolis. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. Wildfires continuing to grow in the western U.S. near California's Lake Tahoe. Major blaze jumping a highway, and that's prompted more evacuation orders. Largest fire in the U.S. right now in southeast Oregon, more than 100 square miles. President Biden wants to extend the monthly child tax credits. White House correspondent Greg Clugston has the story. More than 35 million American families are receiving direct deposits from the U.S. Treasury as part of the coronavirus relief package. The benefit is set to expire after a year, but Press Secretary Jen Psaki says the president is pushing for an extension through 2025. Because he thinks it is a benefit that helps working families. On Capitol Hill, some lawmakers believe the government payments are too generous, while others are working to make the tax cuts permanent. Greg Clugston. Washington. And this is SRN News. Home of the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. This is AM 1280, The Patriot. Hey, it's Mitch Berg from the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Happy 20th anniversary, AM 1280, The Patriot. Brad Carlson here. I'm proud to be on air with the Northern Alliance Radio Network because we are the first all-grassroots political talk show in the Twin Cities. Catch the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Live every Saturday and Sunday from 1 to 3. You're listening to AM 1280 The Patriot. It's Intelligent Radio, currently sunny with a high near 87. Streaming on demand at am1280thepatriot.com. The Dinesh D'Souza podcast, you know him as a New York Times bestselling author with over a dozen books published. Hear what he's up to today with the free Dinesh D'Souza podcast at am1280thepatriot.com. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-3, 2, 1. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with hour number two of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone call, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show for any comments or questions. And if you'd like to follow us along at Facebook, feel free to do so. Just go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And I actually am live streaming the broadcast right now. Always grateful to see our friend Wild Wilson commenting in the comment section there. You can, too, as well. If you go to the Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page right now, leave a comment or question. Uh, however you are listening, even if it's the podcast later on, we certainly appreciate all of the support. I uh, want to uh, check in right now with our official political wonk, Matt Makowiak. He uh, has uh, joins us eh, typically about once every month or two. Matt, the president of uh, Potomac Strategy Group and also has a terrific podcast out there. Mac on Politics is the podcast. That's M-A-C-K. Mac on politics. Definitely check it out wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. I actually got caught up with a, a couple of them recently uh, myself. So uh, without further ado, we want to welcome back to the broadcast, Matt McCovac. Matt, always good to talk to you, sir. How are you? I'm doing really good, Brad. Happy Sunday. Hope you're doing great. I am doing well, thanks. Uh, just a quick note, Matt, and we'll get it to the uh, subject at hand. I did have an opportunity to finally listen to your interview with uh, uh, Chris Matthews, and i got to be honest, uh, I 
when I uh, watched Chris Matthews' show during the Bush administration and, of course, during Obama's first uh, campaign and first term, there were many nights I uh, I felt the need I wanted to throttle the guy, but listening to your interview with him, he sounded downright reasonable, which kind of tells you where the discourse has gone over the past decade <laughs> or so, Matt. <laughs> yeah, I've been fortunate to, to, to get to know Chris a little bit over the years. Not not a lot, um, but but a little bit. I've been on Hardball. Uh, I've been at events he's spoken at. We've we, we've been in, you know around each other socially a few times, and sure. I've had him on my podcast twice around his books. And so, yeah, he's he's an interesting guy. He's smart. You know, he's not under the same pressure he was under when he was a primetime host on on, on MSNBC with that ideological you know viewpoint that that station has. He's now has the benefit of of some perspective and, and kind of being a free agent. So yeah, it was it was a fascinating conversation. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I really did, and I uh, definitely look forward to catching up with uh, your interview with Carol Roth. Had not, have not had an opportunity to listen to that one, but I definitely will in due time. Well, Matt, Good. we wanted to get to the—I uh, know we have you just for a short segment here, so we want to get to the issue at hand. Obviously, you, a resident of Texas, uh, it's been a national news story, uh, the uh, members of the Democrat caucus in the Texas House have— uh, fleed uh, their responsibilities in voting on an elections reform bill and are now going to Washington, D.C. to try to pressure the U.S. Senate to take up the bill and vote on it and pass it. Obviously, that's an exercise in futility. This We all know this is just grandstanding at its finest. And before we get to that aspect of it, I guess, Matt Makoviak, maybe kind of separate fact from fiction on the elections reform bill in Texas. What exactly are the Democrats and other leftists proclaiming that is in this legislation that they're objecting to, and what is the reality of that's uh, trying to get put through, Matt Mikoviak? Yeah, the bill itself is actually pretty modest. You know, this is the same kind of stuff they did with the Georgia bill when they, you know, threw a hissy fit and had the Major League Baseball, you know, league move the All Star game and all kinds of other ridiculous threats. Um, but you know, look at the end of the day, the reason this is necessary is last year. The Democratic Party installed a fundraiser in, named um, uh, Chris Hollins as the, as the Harris County clerk, as the top election official in Harris County. He had no experience ever working in an election, you know, in a government sense. Sure. And once he went in there, he was in there four months before the election, he used emergency provisions to change existing election law. Mm. And that is unconstitutional. Yep. He tried to do ballot harvesting. He tried to do unsolicited mail ballot applications. He tried to do all kinds of things. Um, you know, in the state of Texas, uh, through the attorney general's office, sued something like 11 or 12 times. They won every single lawsuit against Harris County. Okay. And so what the state legislature is trying to do is ensure that one rogue county official cannot use emergency provisions to try to change state election law. Look, elections are set by the state legislature. They are executed by county officials based on budgets, based on Logistics, you know, urban counties and rural counties have different realities, you know, things like that. You still have to comply with state election law. Mm-hmm. Counties can't run their own elections under their own laws. You've got 254 different elections for a statewide office in Texas. It makes no sense. So at the end of the day, it will outlaw ballot harvesting. Uh, it will get rid of drive through voting. It will not allow 24-hour voting, which they had in Houston for one day. They were able to do that. Um, and it won't, won't allow unsolicited mail ballots or mail ballot applications to be sent out because the data is never, never going to be as good as it should be for, for an effort like that. So it makes it harder to cheat, makes it easier to vote legally. It, 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 it expands early voting. Um, it does a number of other important things. But, you know, at the end of the day, this, this uh, as you said, grandstanding is going to fail. This is such a short-term strategy. They really have no exit plan. You know, unless Joe Manchin, you know, flips on H.R. 1, this, uh, this federalization of national elections, they're going to come back with nothing. You know, they're going to come back empty handed. And except, now they're going to come back with three people with COVID. I was going to say, except uh, with COVID. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was unfortunate. And it was a, it was horrible optics, too, Matt Mikoviak. I mean, here you have all of these Democrats flying on a, on a private. I, I'm assuming it was a private jet. I'm not 100 percent sure. But regardless, Charter, when, yeah. It char- yeah. when you and I go to the airport and get on a plane, we still have to wear masks. And here sure. these people who are the, probably the biggest COVID shamers out there are in close quarters, not wearing masks. And then three of them end up getting COVID. I mean, this has just been a PR disaster, Matt Mikoviak. It is. And FAA, FAA guidelines still require masks on private planes. So they're, they're in violation of FAA guidelines. I don't know what the punishment is. It uh, might be death, might be immediate death or death by, by I don't even know, firing squad. I don't know what it is anymore. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, I mean, it's it really is just absolutely performance theater you know, at this point. Um, so, 
again, I don't really look. They raised something like five hundred thousand dollars the first week. That's paying for their expenses for you know cushy hotels and room service, and clearly they're they're drinking heavily and they're doing a lot of MSNBC cable TV hits. But they're not really changing things. I mean, all they're doing is getting closer to this deadline at the end of August when legislative staff can no longer get paid. Mm. The governor vetoed the legislative appropriations bill, which threatens the funding for every staffer. So at some point, of course, of course, the, the, the members themselves continue to get paid. <laughs> they somehow were exempted. Sure. But that's the issue. You know, they're, they're getting paid while they're not working, while they're, while they're in D.C., away from their home states in violation uh, of House rules. Um, you know, there's been a lot of confusion about whether they're going to go, go to jail you know, when they come back to the state. They're not going to jail. They're going to be arrested and taken back to the Texas House and kept there until the special session ends. That's what's going to happen. And it's a sad, it's a sad commentary that, that that's where we are. But quorum busting like this is not a legitimate tactic. It's just not. And the righteousness of your cause is irrelevant. It is a, it is a uh, cheap tactic. This was a stunt uh, intended to help them raise money. Uh, and intended to try to get them, you know, more Twitter followers and a few cable TV hits. And it's sad that they're using uh, their office as a member of the Texas House right. to do that at a time when in Texas we have other important issues. Bail reform is on, is on the agenda. We've got, a, you know, uh, the governor put 11 separate issues on a special session call. And those special sessions can only last 30 days. This one will end August 7th. The governor said he will call another one immediately after. So we're going to be in special session hell until these Democrats either wake up or uh, no longer have COVID long enough to return home. So uh, I, obviously that this uh, entails the House, but this bill actually passed in the Senate and with uh, bipartisan support, did it not? I don't know if the voting bill, uh, the, the election integrity bill passed with um, bipartisan support or okay. not. A number of other you know, co- you know, sort of quote-unquote controversial bills did have bipartisan support. I don't know if that one did. Okay. But, but yeah, I mean, look, it, it obviously look. The, the Republicans have the votes. Uh, it's a straight majority, you know, in the Texas House. Uh, we have uh, 150 members. I forget the exact number we have now. We have a nine seat majority, so that would put us at 84. Um, so they, they have the, they have the numbers to do it. What they don't have is the two thirds majority you have to have a quorum. You have to have 100 members. Right. And so enough Democrats left to break quorum, and, and that's why they brought the special session to a, to an absolute halt. Okay. Well, yeah, definitely something uh, keeping an eye upon. I mean, they have to come back to their home state at some time. And I want to bounce back to what you said. I I was going to broach the subject anyways. You know, uh, Governor Abbott had indicated that these members uh, would be arrested. I mean, that I and I get it. They're not being brought to jail. They're being brought back to the House. But even that, Matt McCovey, kind of sounds a little heavy handed. I mean, they literally put in cuffs or zip ties and brought back to the House. I mean, how does that work? Yeah, I mean, they basically get basically get remanded back to the Capitol. I mean, you know, you have DPS officers and Texas Rangers. Once they reenter, you know, the state or their jurisdiction, uh, they pick them up and they bring them back. Okay. And, you know, that's it. It's that simple. I mean, they, they are they are in violation of House rules. Uh, the House has now voted. They are now in violation of, of I guess, a state law. You know, they're not going to be going to jail. They're not going to be paying a fine, but they are going to be brought back to do the job that they're required to do. Sure. And if they don't want to do the job, they want to, you know, they want to affect House in Washington, run for Congress. You don't run for state house in Texas. I mean, this is just such a scam and a, and a scheme. It's really pretty transparent in you know, what they're doing. And as I said before, there, there's never been an exit plan. There's, ne- there, there's, there's no way to land the plane here except for them to tuck their tail between their legs, return home, and admit this thing was an absolute you know, farce from the very beginning. We are joined by uh, Matt Makoviak, our official political wonk on this broadcast. Again, check out his podcast, Mac on Politics. That's M-A-C-K. Mac on Politics, wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Uh, Matt, I know we only have one segment with you, so before we let you go, I do want to get an update at least on your home city uh, of Austin. When we last spoke to you a couple of months ago, uh, you were uh, uh, kind of taking a little victory lap, uh, the overwhelming victory of Proposition B addressing the homelessness issue uh, in your home city of, of Austin, Texas. Uh, now you've kind of, uh, I know there's another action you've undertaken in your home city, something along the lines of, uh, I believe it's called Save Austin Now. Uh, maybe kind of give us some insight uh, to our listeners what that entails and if there's anything we could do certainly to, to help out. I mean, obviously, big cities are uh, suffering under rampant crime these days, and anything we could do to help alleviate that, I cert- certainly could. So why don't you kind of maybe give us some insight of what that entails? Absolutely, yeah. So we, we did prevail with reinstating the camping ban in in, uh, in the city of Austin on May 1st. This, this city is 21% Republican, and despite the fact that every Democratic official and every Democratic organization has aligned against us 
We won 58% to 42% in a massive nice. watershed victory. Uh, 25 days later, we launched our next effort, which is overturning defund the police. Okay. We have a police staffing crisis in Austin. I know you understand this in Minnesota, given what was going on in Minneapolis. Yep. A number of other cities have done this as well. So we are uh, going to be actually turning in our petitions tomorrow. And we will be on the ballot uh, November 2nd with a very significant effort. Uh, I believe, Brad, on November 2nd, we will be the first major city in America to overturn defund the police to a citizen vote. And that will be an amazing statement for the city of Austin to make. Fantastic. Is there a website or anything? Uh, I imagine Facebook page people could follow along, kind of track yeah, this progress? Yeah, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, but also our website, saveaustinnowpac.com. SaveAustinNowPAC.com. Fantastic. We'll definitely uh, look forward to checking that out and obviously uh, keep tracks on your uh, uh, progress. Uh, definitely a, a worthwhile cause indeed. Uh, Matt, always good to hear from you, my friend. Thanks thanks so much, and uh, have yourself a great rest of the weekend. Appreciate it. Thanks, Brad. Appreciate you. Take care. AM 12 to the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. Impact Mortgage Corp. TV, a cash call mortgage, NMLS ID 128231, equal housing lender, not licensed in all states, including New York. Offer based on loans over $250,000. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions. What's better than a mortgage interest rate and APR in the twos? How about a no-closing-cost mortgage loan with an interest rate and APR in the twos? That's right. We have no-closing-cost loans here at Cash Call Mortgage. We pay the title, escrow, and appraisal fees. So if you're looking to save a little cash on your monthly mortgage payment, call Cash Call Mortgage today. Our quotes are always free. If your mortgage rate APR is not in the twos, Cash Call Mortgage could lower your interest rate and save you some cash. What are you waiting for? With low rates and no closing cost options, now is the time to refinance your mortgage. For a free quote to see if you qualify, go to CashCallMortgage.com or call us today. Call 800-931-6651. That's 800-931-6651. 800-931-6651. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son, founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. If it was 1990, you'd be listening to your favorite radio station on a bulky boombox that burns through D batteries faster than you can say, you've got mail. Thankfully, it's the 21st century, and there are much better alternatives. For example, just ask Alexa to tune in. Alexa, play the Patriot Minneapolis. It's time to throw out that old beeper and get with the times. Listen to your favorite AM 1280 to Patriot hosts in high quality with Alexa and Amazon Echo. Take your favorite Patriot hosts with you wherever you go by downloading our app. Listen to your favorite shows, see our social media posts, enter exclusive contests, and more. Just search for AM 1280 The Patriot in the App Store. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. Here to take your phone calls, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show, for any comments or questions. And I'm also uh, live-streaming the broadcast on our Facebook page. Just go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and follow along. You can comment on our thread. I'm waving at the camera right now. 
And if you're listening later on via this podcast, hey, we appreciate the support so very much. Uh, as I said, uh, we've just sur- surpassed 17 years as the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the first all-grassroots political talk show, often imitated, never duplicated. And if you can't beat us, join us. Uh, just ask Jack Tomzak. How many uh, radio shows did he have on Terrestrial Radio before he finally had to come over and join the Northern Alliance Radio Network? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But uh, <laughs> regardless, we appreciate the support. And, uh, yeah, this is the 20th anniversary of AM1280, The Patriot, uh, here in the Twin Cities. So we're hoping to have some in-person events this summer or fall. Um, all I can tell you is stay tuned to am1280thepatriot.com for more information. And if you're not a Freedom Fan Club member, why the heck not? Again, go to am1280thepatriot.com. Sign up right now. It's absolutely free. And you can be have insights to all of these important events that are going to be coming up very, very soon. Uh, I do want to talk about the Cuba protests uh, that have been in earnest the past week or so. And, of course, the attention immediately shifted to how American politicians elect and American elected officials are reacting to what's happening in Cuba. Obviously, freedom-loving people are just ecstatic that the people down there are, aren't going to take it anymore. And I was perusing Twitter earlier today, just seeing you know if there's any new updates on what's going on down in Cuba. And it's amazing. I found some Twitter feeds, you know, like that are of the socialist ilk that are saying, well, here's what the corporate media isn't showing you. Look at all these people saying Viva Castro, you know, showing solidarity for the late, great uh, Fidel Castro. And now uh, uh, the current regime that's ruling in, in Cuba, it's a, it dwarfs what uh, what these anti-government protests are putting forth down there in Cuba, which is such a facile argument. Because, of course, people who are having their lives and, and their families threatened if they detract from the government, of course they're going to try to stand up and show solidarity for the government because they don't, oh, I don't know, want to face firing squads? So I don't care how big the anti-government protests are down in Cuba. The fact that people are literally, and I do mean literally, putting their lives on the line to say enough is enough, okay? We want freedom. We want control over our own lives. We want liberty. Because guess what? People who try to flee the island, what their families have to face being left behind, okay? I mean, it's one thing for family members, you know, to say, look, we don't have the stamina or wherewithal to try to risk it to go to America. But you are children and grandchildren. We want you to do whatever it takes. And as soon as those children and grandchildren leave the island, okay, those parents or grandparents that are sending them away are knowing that we're probably never going to see them again. And the minute they set foot off of this island, uh, our lives are going to be threatened. We're going to be immediately thrown into gulags. Okay? That's what's at stake down there. So this idea that, well, these pro-Castro protests dwarf the anti-government protests, again, stupid, silly, facile argument. And I won't indulge it here. But obviously the attention turned to the squad and Bernie Sanders elected officials of those ilk who are so hell-bent on implementing some sort of socialist programs here in the United States. And, of course, you had uh, Tide Potavita, a.k.a. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, coming out with a statement, finally, after about a week or so, saying, we are seeing Cubans rise up and protest for their rights like never before. We stand in solidarity with them, and we condemn the anti-democratic actions led by President Diaz-Canel. The suppression of media, speech, and protest are all gross violations of civil rights. Okay? So far, so good. But wait, but wait. Certainly the blame America's got to be in there somewhere. Ah, there it is, there it is. We also must name the U.S. contribution to Cuban suffering. Our 60-year-old embargo 
Last month, once again, the U.N. voted overwhelmingly to call on the United States to lift its embargo on Cuba. The embargo is absurdly cruel and, like too many other U.S. policies, targeting Latin Americans, the cruelty is the point. I outright reject the Biden administration's defense of the embargo. It is never acceptable for us to use cruelty as a point of leverage against everyday people. Well, that was so bad, facile statements like that, that even the USA Today came out with a fact check declaring that outright false. Uh, You can go to the USA Today and uh, do a search for the fact check, uh, the U.S.-Cuba embargo. Uh, But their rating on that is uh, false to to say that, oh, man, I hate when that happens. When my uh, uh, browser refreshes, I'm about to read a story. They rated it false. The claim that the U.S. blockade, and they put blockade in um, scare quotes, of Cuba means the island nation can't trade with any country or company is false based on our research. The embargo prevents most American companies from doing business with Cuba and vice versa. Although the embargo creates disincentives for other countries and companies to trade with Cuba, it does not compel them to cut economic ties with the island nation. Many countries, as well as some American companies, do business in Cuba. So, once again, uh, the Blame America First crowd, it kind of, um, well, it's just blatantly false, their assertion here. And Jim Pathakoukas, who's an economic analyst, uh, I believe he uh, appears regularly on CNBC, uh, basically put out a tweet saying, um, saying a socialist economy would work great if it were allowed to trade with the rich capitalist country nearby is not the killer argument that socialists think it is. Okay? Uh, and uh, this is from Alapundit at uh, Hot Air uh, talking about AOC's statement. Uh, AOC statement tracks Bernie Sanders, who called on the regime to respect the opposition's rights while uh, taking care to denounce the embargo. That both sidesism was also the progressive approach to the wave of anti-Semitic attacks in the U.S. following Israel's brief tout with Hamas in Gaza in May. They couldn't ignore it, but they didn't want to see the moral high ground that comes with victim status by admitting that the other side was being victimized by their own allies. So they both sidesed it. We condemn anti-Semitism, they said, and Islamophobia. Same with the Cuban uprising. Now, Democrat Debbie um, uh, McCurcell Powell got elected to Congress in 2018 in Miami by winning narrowly over Republican incumbent Carlos Carabello. Last year, she lost by three and a half points to Republican Carlos Jimenez, who was promoted by WinRed with the slogan, Can you chip in five bucks to help us defeat Castro-loving socialists like Bernie Sanders? His campaign later demanded to know why Mucarzo Powell wouldn't clearly denounce Sanders and pledged and pledged not to support him as nominee. There are few Dems in Florida who understand as viscerally as Mucarzo Powell does, in other words, what a liability the AOC wing of the party is in swing districts. She felt obliged the other night to address Ocasio-Cortez's statement. No, Representative AOC, this is not correct. It's the failed policies of a communist regime that has violated human rights and imprisoned and killed dissidents. Cuban people, young and old, are risking their lives to rise up. We must listen to them. This is a matter of national security. The U.S. must act. Uh, This is continuing all upon its piece. Uh, President Biden and Jen Psaki denouncing communism the other day felt like a surprise, but really shouldn't given the plight of Mucarzo Powell. Democrats in Florida are desperate to compete for Cuban-American votes and need the influential moderates in their party to counter-program the leftists. So this, um, this, is, uh, this is interesting to me. And again, we're not going to have time to, um, to get to this uh, sound clip because we're coming up against a hard break. But the Department of Homeland uh, Security and we'll have his sound clip from him coming up in the next segment, uh, Ali Mayorkas, uh, basically came out and echoed precisely what the Biden administration said regarding the southern border uh, crisis when immigrants were flooding across the southern border. Basically tell them, please don't come, please don't come. 
the Biden administration, specifically the Department of Homeland Security secretary, came out and basically said the same thing to Cubans. But the difference is uh, the Cuban dissidents, Cuban refugees, being treated a little differently. And um, the, the idea that Cuban-Americans are voting Republican, specifically in Little Havana, Miami-Dade area, uh, that is probably a big reason why. But again, we'll come back with DHS Secretary Mayor's, uh, Mayorkas' comments after this. And take your phone calls, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NARN show. Brad Carlson, the closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Okay, folks, it's time to turn screen time into dream time, vision boards into action plans, and some days into todays. Minnesota is home to more than 10,000 lakes, 130 waterfalls, 22 registered scenic byways, and two designated dark sky sanctuaries. It's a place where Prince reigns king and dining is divine. So whether you're looking for the northern lights or city lights, Monet or Chardonnay, find your true north only in Minnesota. ExploreMinnesota.com. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-884-9018. 800-884-9018. That's 800-884-9018. Warning, warning, warning. Once you taste the Rack Shack's Patriot Burger, other burgers will never measure up. Hey, I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM 1280 The Patriot, and we've partnered with my friend Keith Hitner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue to create a burger worthy of the Patriot name. It's a half-pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through. American cheese on top, and the American flag proudly waves over the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our delectable sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for $12.80. Best burger in town as far as I'm concerned, and it's $12.80 anytime, any day. Try today at the Rack Shack Barbecue at the Cedar Cliff Center at Nichols and Cliff in Egan. Be careful. Once you try a Patriot Burger, you may never go back to a regular burger. That's the Rack Shack Barbecue at RackShackBarbecue.com. Get that Rack Shack attack. Rack Shack Barbecue. Oh, yeah. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. Welcome back. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network, with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks always for tuning in. As I am the closer, closing out this weekend's edition of Northern Alliance Radio Network programming. You can check out my friend and colleague, actually both my friends and valued colleagues, Mitch Berg and Jack Tomzak. On Saturdays, Mitch is on from one to three. Jack is on from three to five. Again, that's every Saturday right here on these very airwaves, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot. And my friend and colleague, King Banyan, on the on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. It is the King Banyan Show, Saturday mornings, 9 to 11 a.m. The, uh, I dare say, the country's most informative and comprehensive show on economics. And it's me, Brad Carlson, every Sunday from 1 to 3 p.m. Together, we are, uh, we are the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Once again, we are often imitated, never duplicated. And uh, going on 17-plus years, and no stop sign in front of us yet. This is 20 years of the Patriot, 
And in a few years, it'll be 20 years of the Northern Alliance Radio Network, God willing. So uh, with fantastic listeners like yourselves, uh, we will definitely be here. Uh, Continuing talking about the Cuba protests and the uh, reaction, the contrasting reaction to the uh, certain members of the Biden administration compared to, you know, immigrants coming across the southern border. You know, one thing uh, that I wanted to note, uh, A.G. Hamilton, a a tweeter I follow, A.G. Hamilton 29, uh, fantastic, insightful tweeter out there, uh, talking about AOC's blaming the U.S. embargo for for Cuba's plight. Uh, He indicates, you know, worth noting that AOC suggests the embargo is a cruel method to punish the communist regime, but has repeatedly defended the anti-Semitic boycott, disinvestment, and sanctions movement aiming to punish everyday Israelis for disagreement with the Israeli government. And, of course, the progs come back would be, well, the Israeli government... You know, BDS against you know BDS against them. The you know country of Israel wouldn't suffer nearly as much because it's a democratically elected government, huh? A functioning democracy, as a unlike in Cuba. But yeah, I mean, it's just rife with hypocrisy. A lot of these socialist politicians are undertaking, and as far as I know, Ilan Omar hasn't come out with an official statement on this, on the Cuba protests. As far as I know. Now, that's not to say she hasn't, and if she has, uh, please point me to it, because equal time would like to give her props if indeed she put out a, a uh, an effective statement. But we shall see. I want to get to this sound clip. Uh, let's see. This is, uh, this is cut number seven, Department of Homeland Security Secretary Ali Mayorkas uh, issuing a Pretty stern warning to the refugees, dissidents, immigrants, whatever you'd like to call them, from Cuba in the aftermath of the protests down there. This is cut number seven. Jacob, go ahead. Allow me to be clear. If you take to the sea, you will not come to the United States. The time is never right to attempt migration by sea. To those who risk their lives doing so, this risk is not worth taking. Again, I repeat, do not risk your life attempting to enter the United States illegally. You will not come to the United States. Okay, so there you have it. Uh, this is uh, Ali Mayorkas, again, Department of Homeland Security Secretary, saying you will not come. And, and what's even more egregious about this is Cubans aren't even allowed any kind of asylum. I mean, if you come in at points of entry through the southern border, you're allowed asylum. They say, okay, you know, if you even if it's fleeing unrest or you feel your family is in danger, whatever, you're a lot. You're given. You're then uh, allowed to come through points of entry, given asylum, and saying, okay, you have to show up at a court date, uh, and we'll determine whether you can stay or if you uh, have to go back to whatever country, whether most of, most of Mexico, some of them are Central American countries. But Cubans aren't even afforded that luxury. Why is that? Um, so I guess if there's any way they can get into Central America or Mexico and come in through the southern border, okay, then you're good. Then you can come into this country I- illegally. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. <clears throat> but this is interesting, the, the contrast here, because Kamala Harris basically said this to, remember she was in Guatemala back in, I believe it was June. She gave a very um, blistering speech to the Guatemalans who were thinking of entering the U.S. She told them to stay home. She basically said what uh, Secretary Mayorkas said, here, don't come. And Tide Potavita, a.k.a. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, uh, was very critical of the vice president. For saying that, saying, well, seeking asylum in any U.S. border is 100 percent legal method of arrival, except if you're coming from Cuba via sea. <coughs> uh, second, the U.S. spent decades contributing to regime change and destabilization in Latin America. We can't help set someone's house on fire and blame them for fleeing. Well, once again, uh, it's America that's the big, uh, big, bad, evil uh, figure in this particular situation. But. It's amazing to me that the same pushback was not given to the administration when they're telling Cubans not to come. 
Isn't that interesting? Again, you wonder why that, well, you don't really wonder why that is. Because you know what it would do? It would force people like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Bernie Sanders and Ilhan Omar and the rest of the squad that are for these kind of same policies in Cuba, they would be forced to admit, yeah, you know, the policies that we want here in America, boy, they should, they long term, they certainly don't work out very well, but they'll never admit that. I mean, Bernie Sanders, how many times has he, has he lauded what has gone on in Cuba? I mean, take any progressive. What do they say about Cuba? You know, they, they talk about, well, you know, we're, we're all for freedom. We don't want to live under a dictatorship. And they say, well, yeah, so they have to pay $10 a gallon for gasoline, but they get free health care and, you know, their their literacy rate is higher than, than the United States. And and then the prison population isn't as, as, as high as the United States. But now, if they're actually forced to address the substance of these protests, they're not going to like what they find because they're dismissing it as, well, you know, they're, they're writing, a, they're, they're protesting over the fact, the lack of COVID vaccines. And by the way, uh, a lot of media outlets referred to the Cuban protests as a super spreader event. But amazingly, when there was no vaccine last year at this time, and there was all the social unrest across America and all these social protests in the name of social justice, where there was middling mask usage and no social distancing, Weren't a lot of concerns about a super spreader event there. But if it's a protest in the name of freedom against a tyrannical government, against poor health care, poor living conditions, suddenly, oh, that's a, that's a super spreader event. Well, you know what? I dare say these people, the, the squalor they've been living in all these years, they would, they're saying, you know what? We're willing to risk getting COVID in order to make our point and overthrow this tyrannical government. Because that's how these social justice protests were defended last year, if you remember. Well, it's worth risking COVID because these community, these communities of color and these other disenfranchised communities have been living under an iron fist of heavy-handed uh, government for how long? And isn't it amazing they don't really kind of shed the light on what kind of government they've been living under? These big cities, a lot of these big cities where a lot of these protests were taking place, have been electing Democrats for generations. But but we apparently couldn't talk about that. So this idea that this is the United States causing this misery in Cuba is so incredibly disingenuous and dishonest. And it's, it's just not rooted in any kind of reality. And again, we go, we've said this on the show many times. You know, they talk, they, they take these stats out of context. They talk about, well, look at the United States, the incarceration rate, the recidivism rate is, 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 is scandalous. And it's, a, it's abhorrent. But Cuba doesn't have that problem. Well, yeah, you know, they don't spend as much money on their prison system as the United States. Yeah, because it doesn't take a lot of money to maintain a gulag. And secondly, uh, they don't have a high prison population because they just as soon as they just as soon as put them in front of a firing squad than to keep them locked up in a gulag. But we're going to continue continue those chanting points. And again, these people who are willing to risk their lives, I mean, going across open waters to try to get into Florida, okay, in questionable vessels, but they don't get nearly the same courtesy as those that are going across horrid conditions and deserts in the su- to cross the southern border. They don't get that same common courtesy. Why is that? Even to make an asi- a legitimate asylum claim. And you could argue that the conditions they're living under in Cuba would warrant it. But they don't get that same privilege, that same luxury. Why is that? I, I get it. These are all rhetorical questions. But uh, I'm telling you, this is uh, this is something that is we're going to keep a, a, a watchful eye on. Now, again, they're talking about the U.S. providing assistance. Um, I, I 
some are even suggesting military assistance. What I, I don't think that's the route to go. Okay, I mean, we've seen what military interventions in a lot of these countries has resulted in. So that's not the way to go. But these people rising up and coming together and despite the threaten, being threatened with being cracked down by this communist government uh, is, is a sight to behold. And it's amazing to me what a lot of these citizens in a lot of these oppressed countries are going through. I mean, we saw the, the protests in Hong Kong where they're waving the American flag and in Cuba where they're waving the American flag. But here in this country, it's almost as if that's frowned upon. I mean, look at, look at all of the news stories that have come out recently, Memorial Day, Independence Day, how these left-wing journalists for the New York Times were triggered when they were on Long Island and they saw these big pickup trucks with these big oversized American flags waving upon them. Oh, well, pickup trucks with big American flags. Well, we know what that means. That means mega. That means Trump supporters. It's almost like it's a scarlet letter here in this country to wave the American flag. But people who are literally, and I do mean literally, putting their lives on the line to wave this flag in, in Hong Kong or in Cuba. It, it, it's just stunning to me how it's revered in those countries and they see it for what it is, a symbol of liberty. And yet in this country... It's all of a sudden some sort of black mark. Uh, I just how did we get to this point? I, I think about this stuff now. It's like how how is how is waving the American flag suddenly uh, a black mark against you in the United States of America? It's amazing to me. So prayers up for the, for the uh, the Cubans, no question about it. Uh, we're going to be keeping an eye on this, and and hopefully they're persistent in continuing this, these uh, protests and. Uh, We'd need to definitely give them a voice, no doubt about it. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag N-A-R-N show. Brad Carlson, the closer, coming back with one final segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Whoa. Look at all these options. You can fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream The Patriot. Top shelf choices include am1280thepatriot.com, our free app, and radio.com. Hey there, remember me? I'm Tasha with Forever Cleaning, here to ask, aren't you tired of cleaning your office? Did you know that when you do it yourself, you are taking precious time away from doing all the things you really enjoy? Like spending time with the family, or spending the day doing absolutely nothing at all. Or better yet, taking advantage of that fishing license you keep buying every year but never seem to find the time to use. Imagine this. You getting your hooks wet, catching some dinner, and leaving the cleaning to us. Forever Cleaning aims to provide top quality service that includes trash removal, break room bathroom disinfecting, dusting, mopping, and more. So what are you waiting for? Call us today at 763-807-9817 to schedule your walkthrough or visit forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, EVRcleaning.com. And if you mention this ad, you'll receive 15% off your first three months of service. So remember, forever cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. Summer has arrived, and if you can't enjoy it because of the discomfort, swelling, and achiness of those varicose and spider veins in your legs, we can help. At Vein Clinics of America, our doctors specialize in just one thing, the expert treatment of vein disease. We've been relieving the pain and discomfort caused by vein disease for over 40 years, restoring the confidence, appearance, and health to over 300,000 pairs of legs belonging to people just like you. Using the latest minimally invasive techniques in an outpatient setting, we'll have you back on your feet in less than an hour with Little to no downtime. We'll leave you with less discomfort, more confidence, and an entire summer to enjoy the activities and summer wardrobe you've been looking forward to. Best of all, Medicare and most insurance is accepted. So call Bain Clinics of America now to see if you qualify for a free consultation to review your condition and treatment options. This summer, live your best life. Call 800-885-3553. 800-885-3553. That's 800-885-3553. Dad, guess what? What? 
You are going to be a grandfather. That's great. Not too long ago, moments like this with my daughter would have been a challenge. It was a long road for me to find myself again after Vietnam. It was my neighbor Jim, another Vietnam veteran, who finally convinced me that I could still connect with my family and find that fulfilling life I'd lost. And I went for help down at the VA. If I can take that first step after almost 50 years, I know other veterans can too. Visit maketheconnection.net to find out more. You can listen to AM 1280 The Patriot on all Amazon Echo devices. Simply ask Alexa to play The Patriot Minneapolis, and you'll hear your favorite hosts. This is Dennis Prager, and thanks for listening to me on your Alexa device. Welcome back. AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks so much for tuning in. So uh, another note on this uh, uh, Cuban aspect here. Uh, Fidel Castro was worth $900 million in 2016 at the time of his death. Raul Castro is worth $100 million, whereas Cubans live on $44 U.S. So um, it's not the embargo. Okay. Cubans suffer because of the Castro regime and the government regime that has come behind it. Okay, so definitely not the embargo. Uh, This is from, uh, I want to give the credit where credit is due, uh, Douglas Carr on Twitter. Good stuff there. So there you have it. Uh, Someone asked a question about the, um, uh, aren't Cubans legal once they get into the U.S.? That's an excellent question. Um, President Obama just before he left office, in fact, I think it was about a week before he left office in 2017, he ended a, it was a 20-year-old policy uh, called wet foot, dry foot. Uh, it allowed Cuban migrants who reach U.S. soil to stay and become legal permanent residents after one year. Now, the Obama administration ended that program. Um, effective, well, this again, this was a week before he left office. He said it was effective immediately. So I don't know who the caller was that... Um, ask that question but that's that's how that that's where it stands now again that was a 20-year-old policy that ended in early 2017 i don't know if um if that was just by executive order couldn't have trump just re-upped it if it was ended by executive order i don't know the the parallels behind that all i all i know is i remember that was being ended just before barack obama uh left office uh, let's see, Cuban Adjustment Act of 1967. Okay, I'm not familiar with that aspect of it, but appreciate the uh, uh, phone call nonetheless. Uh, I guess that's it. I'm done. Uh, well, we got five minutes left, so I got to got to talk about something. I actually, uh, programming note: I will be out uh, next week. I'll be away on assignment. Don't know who's going to fill in for me uh, next week. But whomever it is, we hope you will definitely tune in to all of our Northern Alliance Radio Network programming uh, all next weekend. Uh, I did want to get to, you know, we're, we're sports fans on this station. I did want to get to the uh, releasing of, or the buyout, the contract buyouts of Zach Parisi and Ryan Suter, the Minnesota Wild. I know there are a lot of hockey fans out there, you know, Vikings fans, twin fans, Whatever twin stink, uh, they just got swept by the Tigers. <laughs> so that this season's been lost pretty much since uh, April. We've known that, but th- it's it's an end of an era. Nine years was uh, Suter and Prezi, and I remember July fourth, two thousand twelve. I was at a family get together in Wisconsin, Northwest Wisconsin, and someone texted me that the Wild signed the two most coveted free agents, Zach Parise, who was a hometown kid, and Ryan Suter. And all of a sudden, a nine-year uh, franchise that I think at the time was 12 years old, there was sudden excitement, legit excitement, that finally the Minnesota Wild were no longer a novelty, but rather a legit NHL franchise that was going to compete for a Stanley Cup because you just signed the two most coveted free agents. And for all of the whining Minnesota sports fans do, but oh, our sports teams never get the big players. They're so cheap. Uh, the Wild finally went out there and got these two big superstars. And unfortunately, it didn't work out. There were no Stanley Cups. Spoiler alert, there were no Stanley Cups over this past nine years. Okay? 
uh, in case those for those of you who haven't been following the Wild and you want to go back and rewatch their past nine seasons. Spoiler alert: they didn't win any Stanley Cups. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. It's not like a TV series. Okay, I think you know that. Um, but I re- again, I recall this day, July fourth, two thousand twelve, and I was so excited. My my brother. And I, well, we pulled over on the side of the road and I signed up to get the iHeart app on my smartphone so we could listen to the local sports station weigh in on these two big free agent signings. Because Lou Nanny, you know, former GM of the Minnesota North Star, still very engaged, obviously, in in hockey news. He was going to talk about this. And again, there was legit hope for the first time in the franchise's then 12-year history that a Stanley Cup run was realizable. Uh, And while the Wild qualified for postseason play in eight of the nine seasons Parisian Suter were with the club. They only won two playoff series. Okay, they won a first-round series in 2014 and a first-round series in 2015. And that was it. They never got past the second round in those nine seasons. So, again, for all the whining Minnesota sports fans do about their team not spending enough on payroll, the wild signing Parisian suitor serves as a cautionary tale. I wholeheartedly endorsed then and still do now the large contracts doled out back on July 4th, 2012. But it's proof positive that it takes more than spending the big bucks to make a sustained playoff run. So that's, you know, again, for people whining about how the Twins, you know, the Twins seem to be the biggest whipping boys for not spending enough money. And now they're looking to be you know, to have a big fire sale at the end of the July, end of July. Say, so, well, that's what happens. They didn't capitalize on that 100-victory season in 2019. Well, yeah, they did. They went out and got some bullpen help, which was their biggest weakness at the time. And it didn't work out. They got swept by the Yankees. So guess what? They added Josh Donaldson to their lineup prior to 2020, and they traded for Kenta Maeda, who finished runner-up to the Cy, American League Cy Young in 2020, in addition to bringing back Jose Barrios and Michael Pineda. It didn't work. Their window was 2019 and 2020, the Twins. It didn't work. They got to the postseason, but they didn't take advantage of it. Now they're having a fire sale. So that's how this works. You make the deals, you make the trades, you make the big signings, and if it doesn't work out, you kind of do the etch-a-sketch, shake it up, and um, and recalibrate, so to speak. So um, it was an okay run, not a great run for Parisian Suter, an okay run, but we certainly wish him well in the future. Folks, I'm out next week, like I mentioned. Hopefully you have yourselves a great week. Godspeed, my friends. Talk to you in a couple weeks. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal. And now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only $19.95 to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and -and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-482-8399. 800-482-8399. That's 800-482-8399. High school sports are as American as apple pie. And going to a game or meet 
is a chance to see the stars of tomorrow shine today. But as anybody who's ever attended a high school sporting event in Minnesota knows, you can't have the stars without the stripes. High schools are currently looking for new officials in almost every sport. Who looks good in stripes? Anybody looking for a way to stay connected to a sport they love. If you like the idea of giving back to your community while earning a few extra bucks, chances are you'd look good in stripes too. We want to hear from you. We need to hear from you. No officials means no games. No stripes means no stars. And what kind of America would that be? Minnesota needs more high school officials. Go to highschoolofficials.com to sign up or learn more. That's highschoolofficials.com.